Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Why aren't you selling your business to the government? At Flourish Media Co. has a free government contract guide for you to download so you can start doing business where the money resides. And sis, if you're a minority woman, you are doubly qualified for minority status. The federal government buys everything. They don't make anything. They spend trillions of dollars per year, $20 billion per day. And the government is looking for small businesses like yours to purchase from. At Flourish Media Co. is woman-owned, minority-owned, and located in a hub zone. The Flourish Media team is trying to put you on game. 23% of all government contracts are set aside for businesses like ours. Listen, make sure you follow at Flourish Media Co. and get the guide. And for a limited time, you can also get a one-time government contracting advisory call for $250. The government is going to buy from someone. Why can't that someone be you? This is Girls Stop Playing, a weekly show that empowers black women to stop playing with their potential so they can live a life that they love. I'm Coriel, your favorite homegirl, and I'm on a mission to help black women make the money and get the honey. You can have it all as long as you're willing to work. Welcome back to another episode of the Girl Stop Playing Podcast. It's your favorite homegirl, Coriel, here to encourage you to stop playing with your potential and start working for what you want in life and in love. You already know that I believe you can make the money and you can get the honey. You can have it all as long as you are willing to work. And today, we got a working woman in the building who is not just making the money, not just getting the honey, but she's helping you get the honey, too. Mm -hmm. We got my girl, Allison Wellington, in the building. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome. Yes, thank you. I'm saying welcome, but we are over here on the single season set, okay? Yes. I know that y'all are like, girl, stop playing. Where are you? We are here at Elevate Studios, but this is the single season show. I'm just kind of turning the tables on you yes, because as the dating and relationship expert, yes. I feel like the people need to put some respect on your name, mm -hmm. okay? So y'all know Allison hosts the Single Season Podcast, which is all about helping single women learn how they can be more successful in relationships and dating. Mm -hmm. You are always popping off on social media. Yeah. Clips are going viral. Mm -hmm. And when I see my girl on the clips, I feel like the people in the comments 
are not putting respect on your name. Mm. So I said, we need to have you on Girl Stop Playing so they can know your personal story, your mm. experience, so that they know you're not just another talking head out here talking about something that you don't know about. Mm -hmm. So before we get into that, introduce yourself. Tell the people who you are. Hello, beautiful people. I hope all is well. I hope all is well. My name is Allison, certified dating and relationship coach. I primarily work with busy professional women to help them be found by the partners that they deserve. That is, and so I want to talk about you being found by the partner you deserve. Yes. Okay, because yes. you are kind of private. You're like publicly private with your personal yeah. life, probably for good reason, because the people be all in the business and getting messy. But with what you do, I think that people are probably curious about your own dating relationship marriage. So mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about your dating story. Like how mm -hmm. old were you when you got married? How did y'all meet? What is that story like? Because I think people are kind of curious. Yes, absolutely. So this is going to sound a little bit like a fairy tale. We met when we were 18. And then that sounds like, okay, well, Allison, who are you to be telling us in our 30s and 40s and so on? But yes, we did meet when we were 18. We dated briefly when we were 18. However, we separated thereafter. Mm -hmm. So he went off to college. He went cross country. And both of us had enough sense in our heads to know. We didn't articulate it, but we had enough sense like this ain't going to work. So we kind of just respectfully kind of faded to black. But you didn't end on bad terms. No, did not end on bad terms. We still remained friends on the Facebook. That's when Facebook was the, the Facebook. Facebook, right? Like you needed to have a in college email in order to create an account. We were still friends poking each other and wishing each other happy birthday on our walls and all that kind of stuff. And so he continued to see whoever he met over there. He came home. He continued to see whoever he was seeing. And I as well. I continued to date and navigate those treacherous waters of the dating season, of the single season here. Well, not here, here, because we in Atlanta, but here in New, New York. York City. And um, there was a party and I mentioned to my friend, like, oh, you know, this is my little boot thing. He don't know it yet, though. And um, I'm going to this party, and I hope that I see him. I know that we kind of run in relatively similar circles, and I hope that I see him. So my friend, who's an amazing human being, cold DM this guy. Hi, you don't know me. However, my friend... I don't know if she said she likes you or she's looking forward to seeing you. She finessed something to get this guy to go to the party. Mm -hmm. And so Andrew Wellington decided that he was going to get his ass up and he went to said party. And since then, we've been thick as thieves. We started dating. This was when we were both 30 and we became engaged when I was 33. We got married when I was 34. We had our baby when I was 36 and... The That's rest is history. Wrote. That's right. God works fast, mm -hmm. which is one point that I love making. I love talking to women who met, married, became mothers after 30. Mm -hmm. 35 is even better yep. because we hear every single day that your value is diminished mm -hmm. once you turn 30. Your eggs is drying up. You're born with all the eggs. We hear all of the things. <laughs> it's so discouraging, though, mm -hmm. for someone hearing that at 37. That's looking like, well, where's the encouragement for me? Where's the solution for me? Yes. Which is what I love about the single season because it's like, okay, we know all these statistics, but here's a solution. Yes. And so I love that you have the personal experience to back up you know, the professional expertise. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about what was happening between 18 and 30. Mm -hmm. Because I, let me just, you know, tell y'all 
my truth. I have always been of the belief, like, I don't bend the block. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I'm not circling back. If we end it, we end it for a reason. Mm -hmm. You're, you are proof, though, that that's not always the case. Absolutely. And I think, though, the point, though, was that y'all did not end on bad terms. Yes. There wasn't, like, a reason that y'all ended. Y'all were just going in different directions. Yep. So talk a little bit about what transpired over that 12 years mm -hmm. that y'all still somehow found your way back to each other. Yes, absolutely. So as I mentioned before, we didn't end on bad terms. Mm -hmm. Again, we were too young to articulate it, but we understood that this thing ain't going, we 18, that this thing ain't going to work, right? So he went off and did his thing and I stayed home. I did my thing. And since we were friends on the Facebook, mm -hmm. we would just casually communicate nothing romantic, nothing flirtatious, nothing inappropriate because I always had a dude, right? And I'm sure he always had a girlfriend that was going mm -hmm. on as well. So there was nothing it was nothing inappropriate, just keeping in contact, keeping in touch, knowing that the both of us were alive and well. Mm -hmm. And that's what it was for the whole 12 years before we then started dating again. And so, yes, it is super key. Number one, there was no ill will. He ain't do nothing bad to me. I didn't do anything bad to him. So there's no anger. There's no frustration. There's you no annoyance. You have to get over anything. Right, I have to get over anything. And then number two, we were kids. So even if he did break my heart at the age of 18, like, come on. Like, you know, how, how much accountability are you going to hold to a child in essence? So, and we didn't have that. So seeing that those two pieces were in the mix here, and that's what I tell other people, like, you can spin the block reasonably. Can you identify why the relationship ended? Mm-hmm. Once you've identified that, if it's something that is fixable or and they have fixed it, then spin the block. What do I mean? If you break up over long distance, has the distance changed? Has the person moved back to your town? If you separated um, because of financial instability on either part, has that financial instability become stable? If the thing is fixable. If it's something that we can work on, then let's work on it. If there's someone, something a little bit more serious, maybe they've been through a traumatic experience, they just can't show up for anyone in a romantic way. Have they gone through therapy? Has there been six, eight, 12 months that has passed mm -hmm. where now revisiting this makes sense? But you can spin the block under very specific circumstances. Very specific circumstances. I think knowing yourself, self-awareness is super important mm -hmm. because a lot of times I think the spinning the block, which is why I have a problem with it, comes from like settling. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't really want to start all over again. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have to meet somebody again. I don't want to have to have sex with another person. So let me just slip back into what I call like your settling season mm -hmm. where everybody else around you looks like they're getting into relationships. Everybody else having babies getting married. So I'm going to just take whoever I can get. Mm -hmm. I'm going to just go back to my DMs. I'm going to mm -hmm. just slide back through my Rolodex and see who was the last person that sent me a, a good morning big head message. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to respond. And I think a lot of times we find ourselves in situations that are undeserving of us because we just got desperate. Like we just got tired of being tired. And mm -hmm. so I want to know from you, where, where were you relationally? Like, had mm -hmm. you been single for a while before 30? Had you been in a relationship? Like, where were you when you decided, okay, this is about to be my bae. Like, I want to see him at, at this party. Like, where were oh, you? Oh, it was back to back. Okay. It that was... means I keep, a, I, I keep somebody. 
It was back to back. Okay. It was a back to back. Okay. And even when I say that, uh, the gentleman that I was seeing before was long distance, so it wasn't sexually back to back, but it was still emotionally tied back to back. So there was there was always someone in position. Yeah. Got you. Yep. Um, and and that can be a trauma response. We can talk another episode about that and and why. But I'm just answering the question mm-hmm. at hand. So I was seeing someone, and he either was unwilling or unable to commit in the way that I desire. So he was willing to say Allison is my girlfriend, but that's just scratches the surface like if somebody's not willing to say those very simple words and we can't even what are we doing here? what are we doing here right but i was looking for more like mm-hmm. all right we're pushing 30 we don't have a savings account together you don't want to open one with me you don't want to buy a house you don't want to get engaged are these real conversations or thoughts in your oh, head no, real real con- what well, real I, conversations put it, put it out there for the people because a yes. lot of people those are thoughts in your head but you are not actually saying that oh no i was proactively asking when are we after year two and i don't think that that's an unreasonable conversation you 28 years old we can both agree to put some money in a savings account i'm not saying that we're going to combine our finances this is a wedding fund right right you know are we going to save towards something are we going to purchase a home like i'm renting here you're well he wasn't renting there but he was living in another country right so you're doing whatever you're doing in your country, like, come on, son, like, we got to do something. So a house, engagement, marriage, children, as we all know that there is a biological clock. Now, we can extend that clock a lot more than what society is telling us, but there is a limitation. And on a sperm, too. Don't get Mm -hmm, it twisted. mm -hmm, There needs to be more convo about that. But nonetheless, time is of the essence. I am a person who is action-oriented. I'm a person who executes. When I desire something, I'm going to create a plan and I'm going to get it done. The plan is I want to have a two-parent household in the institution of marriage raising beautiful, amazing children who are going to impact society. And you ain't trying to do none of the foundational work in order to get there other than I'm cute, you cute, we need to be cute together. And so this ain't going to work. Mm-hmm. And that's why I had to wrap it up. At what point did you become a dating and relationship coach? So I started the coursework because I have a master's degree in counseling. But respect, I started, respect on her name. All right. Um, but I started the coursework to become a certified coach uh, 2022, 2020. So you're already married. Yeah, I was engaged. Got you. I, it was May of 2020, and I was getting married August of 2020, so I was engaged. What was your motivation? What said to you? Because you had already pretty much sealed the deal at this point. You're mm-hmm. already engaged. You are already on the path that you want to be on. What mm-hmm. in your mind said, okay, now I need to help other people get on this path too? Right. So with my background in education, because my bachelor's degree is in education, I have already seen, relatively speaking, what it looks like for children who are coming from a single household versus children who are coming from a two-parent household where they are married and happy. Because in, in, in the Caribbean community, plenty of people have both parents living under the same roof, but they don't even sleep on the same floor. So it's not only just two-parent household who are married and happy. And I see their behavior. I see their academic performance. And I can relatively see their overall outcome, right? I'm not psychic, but I can see it. And I know that there are more positive outcomes for children who come from two-parent households of folks who are married and happy. And so if I'm thinking about I want to have an impact on the community, as an educator, as a teacher, you Mm want to have an impact on the future, on society, on the community, if you care about black folks, on the black community, right? And so if I want to have that biggest outcome, then I need to start imparting something on these kids. So the work that I do, I, I work with women. But really, the long game here is to have a positive impact on my community, which means that we need to be producing more impactful children children who are going to serve our society in the Mm -hmm. long haul. This is backwards planning. So if I want this end result, then what I need to do is fix these families up. 
I need to be helping to create families. I need to be fixing these households up so that we can have the long game. Mm-hmm. Make sense? Absolutely. And mm-hmm. I love that you brought it all together and made it make sense because there are so many conversations online that are divisive conversations mm-hmm. that are, I just have this opinion. Let me pick up a microphone and start this podcast and put it out there. But it's not solution based. Mm-hmm. And that is my problem. It's like we can talk about it all day long, <laughs> but when are we going to start talking about the solutions? Instead of beating women over the head, telling them all of the laundry list of things you're doing wrong, okay, but what can we start doing right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, let's start having some solution based conversations. Yeah. So, one of the things that you mentioned that I think is key with the successful woman, which mm-hmm. is the woman that we're talking to, right? Because the type of woman that even listens to a personal development podcast like this is a woman that's investing in herself, it's a woman who knows that she wants better. If you're listening, and a girl stop playing because you trying to stop playing. Like, that's what you're here for. (laughs) So y'all are the type of women who take fast action. Just like you just said, like, I'm an action-oriented woman. If I want something, I'm going to, I know what I want and I'm going to figure out what I need to do to get it, whether that's hiring a coach, taking a class. The women who I know that are tuned in, Mm -hmm. you, that are single as hell, but you don't want to be. You're successful in every other area of your life. You can get it together. You can hire a coach. You can do all the things. Based on your experience with the women that you're working with, what is the disconnect between this high achieving woman who's got it together and she can take action and she can hire a coach, she can invest in herself, but she's single as shit? Mm -hmm. What is the problem? Fear. Mm. They're afraid to fail. So women like you and I, action-oriented women, we were also action-oriented girls. Mm -hmm. We did well in school without much effort. We were the social butterflies. We were popular. We did well in college without even having to study. We knew exactly what career we wanted, and we pursued that. And when we decided that education wasn't it, we instituted something new. We instituted that, and then now that's blowing up everywhere, right? And so this is—we've always been easily successful, it's always been a breeze. Like, we work hard. But, but it comes easy. It still comes easy. We still win. We continuously win. And when we lose, it's, we then realize that that was a loss for a bigger win. So now I'm doing something that's a little risky. Mm-hmm. Now this, is, this isn't only all about me and, and how much fortitude I have and how much effort I put in. It also, in part, depends on the pool and me learning how to navigate said pool. And that's not necessarily easy in 2023, 2024. Mm -hmm. And so the fear of failure is what then stops the practical stuff, which is, oh, I want to be um, in a relationship, but I don't want to go outside, right? And that sounds so ridiculous, and that's normally my quick answer, right? You got to go outside. But why aren't they going? Because they're afraid that they're not going to meet the right people, because they're afraid that they're not going to say the right things, because they're afraid that they're not going to be approached, because they're afraid that they're not going to be desirable enough, right? Oh, I know I got to meet somebody, but I got to go into dating apps. But they're afraid to choose the wrong app and then choose the wrong guy, and then he takes advantage of her and takes all the stuff that she works so hard for. So the root of it all is fear. She is so used to winning Mm -hmm. that she does not want to lose. Don't want to lose. That, so when my, like what I remember Mm -hmm. from when I was single and like in that position, like I know I want to be married. These niggas ain't shit. Like it's not working out for me. What do I do? I remember feeling like I'm just going to focus on what I am in control of, Mm -hmm. which is myself. It's this business. I can make this money. Like I know that I can make this happen. So I'm going to put all of my energy, all of my time, all of my attention here in this thing that I can control. I can't control this man. I can't make him act right. I can't make him do what I want him to do. I can't make him marry me. So I'm not even going to put any energy into that Mm -hmm. for fear fear of failure, to your point. So I'm going to just focus on what I can control. Mm -hmm. Women like us are control freaks. Mm -hmm. Like, we want to know what's happening tomorrow. We want to be able to plan it. We want to dictate it. And love 
you cannot plan. Mm -hmm. Relationship, you cannot be in charge of. These men, this alpha man that you say you want, you can't make him do what you want him to do. So that's uncomfortable for us. So mm -hmm. I think that that is a really good point. Probably an eye-opener for somebody because mm -hmm. if you ask that single successful woman why she's single, she's not going to say, I'm afraid. Mm -hmm. She's not going to say, I'm Never. too scared to go right. out and date. But let me tell you, they do have more. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. More control than they recognize. Mm. And so going back to that point of, well, I can pursue this degree and look how successful I am with the degree, so I'm going to pursue that. Or I can make money, so I'm going to pursue that because I have full control. You really don't, though. Mm. Like, there is still someone who is at play who assisted you in that thing. You had the professor who liked you and so they graded you just a, a little bit higher. You had somebody who was in the bursar who allowed you to register for a class late. You had somebody who took you under their wing in corporate America and who guided you or who was your mentor. So no man is an island. You really didn't do everything. Your parents allowed you to stay in this house while you went to school, which put you in a position to not have student loans later. Your daddy left you some money to buy a car. Like you didn't do this whole thing by yourself. So if you take that same logic of, well, I am successful and I worked super hard to get here and I'm proud of what I did, but I really didn't do it all by myself, then take that same logic in and I'm also going to be successful in dating by the efforts I put out and I will get some help from the right partner that I choose. So the, the control is, is that you get to pick your partner. This ain't um, caste system India. Like you lucky, you get to choose your guy. You get to go on dates. You get to field. You get to vet. You get mm -hmm. to have your discernment. You just need to work on those skills first before you jump into that pool and then complain about the pee that's in it. That part. I think it's 
all your mindset, 100%. I think that if you operate with the mindset of there's no good men out here, the good men that are out here are gay or they have kids, or all of the things that we tell ourselves, Mm -hmm. this ratio in Atlanta, 26 women to one man, all of those are limiting beliefs that literally limit your outcome. Mm -hmm. And so when I took the pressure off of every man that I sit down with has to be my man, Mm -hmm. I am only dating for marriage. Like if he doesn't say the right thing, I'm never going to say. When I took that pressure off and really decided that I'm going to take as much action and be as intentional with Mm -hmm. dating as I am with Mm -hmm. this business, as I am with all of these other professional things, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be as intentional with this personal thing. That's when I felt like things started to shift. When I shifted my mindset around my expectation, my willingness to do the work, put myself out there, stop using the excuse that I ain't got no time Mm -hmm. because you find time for anything you truly want. Um, But when we're so busy, we we say we don't have time for that. (laughs) Make it make sense. Mm -hmm. How? How is that how is that going to make sense if mm-hmm. you are not going to find time for this thing that you say that you desire? So from the clients that you are working with, mm-hmm. what would you say are some mindset shifts like the ones who are successful because you're posting engagement rings. If y'all are not following Allison, <laughs> align with Allison on Instagram, you're always posting your client successes. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the difference between that woman that gets the end result versus that woman that's going to be in your program for the next 10 years? That's an excellent question. Um, well, first of all, I would like to imagine that if you're joining the program, you're serious. And so when they be wasting their money, they don't necessarily be so serious. I was going to say that um, that people on on a consultation, they'll say, but what's your success rate? I said, that's an ex- that's an excellent question. I said, it's 100 percent house way. 100 percent of the people who listen to me and do what I tell them to do will win. They will win by being able to get on the right dating apps and transition from an app to the phone to the phone to a date. They will win by meeting more like minded men who want the things that they want. They will win by learning discernment. They will win by getting in in relationships, getting engaged, getting married, and potentially having babies if that's what they want. They will win 100% of the time. Now, there are some people who pay their money and then don't show up and don't show up for themselves. And so those people will 100% lose because clearly whatever you've been doing for 5, 10, 15, Mm -hmm. 20 years has not been working. You thought that you could throw money at the problem and you still did not have to do the work. Being the coach is me giving the instruction. You still got to go make the play. You still got to dribble down. You still got to make the shot, right? You still sweating profusely. And sometimes you'll win the game and sometimes you won't. And and my goal is to get you to the chip. Mm -hmm. But you still have to show up for practice. Not a game. Not a game. Practice. (sighs) Do you think... So if you could just list, just Mm -hmm. pull this out of your ass, Allison. Mm -hmm. The one thing that you feel like is just that shift. Mm -hmm. Is it... Okay, women have to realize that their type is is what's keeping them single. Women have to realize they're talking too much. Like, women have to realize they're not leaving their house. Women have to, like, once you make this adjustment, you're going to increase your chances of success. Like, what uh-huh. do you think is the smallest adjustment that women can make to increase their chances? Women who work with me. Mm-hmm. Well, they need to work with you. Let's put that. They need to work with yeah. you. Uh, but once they get there. It's going to sound if terrible. you just do this thing. It's going to sound terrible. It's. You don't have the answers. You hired me because I do. Do what I tell you to do, which would include a litany of things. So that includes talking less on dates, allowing awkward silences so that the gentleman can fill the gap with a story. And many times, though, people tell on themselves. They tell them. All right. 
So I'm also a landlord, my husband and I, right? And so we were doing interviews for people who were going to be in one of the apartments. And so I would always ask folks, why are you leaving your current apartment? My mother gave me a list of questions to ask. I thought this was a stupid question because I feel like they're going to make up something. Oh, well, he was trying to make me pay more and I didn't want to... Like, just answers that you know going to get you in trouble. You would think people blow themselves up all the time with their stories. So you force that awkward silence to just be and allow them to answer or to fill those gaps and listen to their responses and believe them. Do not allow the charm or prestige or money or good looks to um, to distract you mm -hmm. from something that's an undesirable response to you what you want. He says he's unsure of what he's looking for. You're 37, you're 39, you're 42, you're 47, you're 55, you're 58. We ain't got time to be dating people who are unsure. They're lying. They are absolutely sure. They're unsure about you. They are sure. But they are unsure about you. Mm -hmm. Because if, if if they were sure, then it would be a, it's a yes or a no. When, yeah. it's, when there's confusion, it ain't you, sis. Yes, yep. And that is, I think, the, you don't want to, like, you don't want to swallow that pill. Mm -hmm. That is the reason I think so many women, like, don't ask the questions. It's not that we don't know the questions to mm -hmm. ask. It's that we really don't want to know the answer mm -hmm. because the charm or we like them or we we have this um, like we've already like put our first name with their last name. We've mm -hmm. already decided that we're going to have kids. We're going to live happily ever after. So I don't want to ask you anything that could expose an answer that's yes. going to shift this imaginary, like perfected story that I've yes. created yep. for myself. Absolutely. Are you finding that your clients are getting on the dates and then they're messing them up? They're not getting to the dates at all? Like what is the, what stage are they actually getting to that is like falling apart? Yeah. So before they get to me, many times they're unwilling to go outside. Many times they are on, and this is a side note, because people always ask me, what's the right app? All of the apps, for the most part, are the right ones. There's very few, like two or three, I would say, don't be on, out of dozens, okay? So they're on an app, but they're not paying for it. And so they're surprised that they can't put parameters in place to limit the amount of people that have access to you. So now you're wasting your time and you're increasing your frustration, dilly-dallying, talking to people who end up being 250 miles away, but your cheap ass ain't want to pay for the app, and then now you're surprised. They're not checking the apps every day. Mm -hmm. There are some apps where the messages expire. So then now you can't even reach out or respond to this gentleman because it already expired because you were wasting time. So a lot of it is like the kickoff mm -hmm. where they're not even getting to a date. They're not even getting to a date. There's all of this riffraff that's wasting their time, that's increasing their frustration, they're not even putting themselves out there to get to a date. So one of the things that I've heard you say on your podcast that you have to say on my podcast, okay. <laughs> the dating app tips, because mm -hmm. the way that you break down, so specific, mm -hmm. y'all, when she answers this question, you're going to know why you need to pay her. Okay. Mm -hmm. So on your app, on the app, mm -hmm. what do you recommend? Just do the just do the photos because mm -hmm. the way you break down the the six photos. Yes, look there in that camera and tell All them right. six photos. So if you are serious about navigating dating successfully, 2023, 2024, you're on a dating app, which you should be. You need to have at least six photos: one, two, three, four, five, six. Your first two photos need to be headshots, not professional ones with your suit for corporate, but it should be from the top of your head to your clavicle. You should be warm and smiling and welcoming. That is wifey-like. This is not the time to be alluring and sexy because then you're giving off sexy vibes, which is come to my bedroom and not let me take you on a date and get to know you. That's the first two. Your next two need to be full body. 
full body from the top of your head to the bottom of your shoes. And you need to be standing. I don't want you sitting. They need to see your full body. You don't need to have skin out, but I need you to have on something that's form fitting so they can see that physique. You want to meet this person in person and for them to say, wow, you look exactly like your photos or better or better, you want them to be impressed. So we had two, two. Your last two is gonna be action shots. Those are the photos of you doing the things you enjoy doing. And you are not only telling this person like, hey, these are the things I like, so when you take me out on a date, take me to these types of things, but it also opens up the door for conversation. Hey, Allison, my name is James, I hope all is well. Are you a little bit adventurous? I noticed that you went skydiving a couple of months ago in the Grand Canyon. I like adventure too, blah, 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 blah. So it opens up the door for conversation. Two headshots, two full body, two action shots. Whew. I'ma pause, let y'all take some notes. Mm -hmm. Write it down, tell a friend to tell a friend. One more thing that you have to tell the people. Mm -hmm. Where do they go to meet the people? Now, I want to put the disclaimer out there that you need to hire Allison before you go to these places to meet the people <laughs> because you don't want to get in the right places mm -hmm. with the right people, saying the wrong things, doing the wrong things. So you need to hire the expert first. But where are the right places mm -hmm. to meet quality men? Absolutely. So the way that I describe this is a pyramid, right? So you think about a pyramid. The bottom base, I like to call tier three. So tier three is the bottom of the barrel. And when I say bottom of the barrel, I don't mean like dive bars. I'm talking about the stuff that you do regular. The kickbacks, the game night, somebody's 50th birthday party, somebody's dinner, somebody's... That's the stuff you do regular. You ain't getting no kudos. You ain't getting nothing special. There's no differentiation at the bottom of the barrel of tier three. You just there with people, right? That's the bottom. Next, we have tier two. Tier two are going to be male-dominated interests that are normally entertainment, right? So it's gonna be basketball game, football game, um, ax throwing, the, the gun range, the pool hall, right? So the ratio is in your favor. There are more men than women in the space, and it's relaxing so there can be some kind of conversation or engagement around the thing, whatever the activity is. Tier one is top tier, it's gonna cost you, but you're gonna be around like-minded people who want the same things as you and tend to value marriage and tend to value family. That's gonna be professional spaces that are male-dominated. So conferences, mixers, meetups, live podcast shows around male-dominated interests that are serious in nature. They're career-driven, they're political. You're rubbing shoulders with like-minded people. And again, these types of people tend to value the institution of marriage and family. That's where you go. Allison, I got a hard question. Mm -hmm. I am very pro-black love. Mm -hmm. I am starting to not change my opinion. I'm still very pro-black love. But I'm starting to realize and consider the fact that black women are needing to make adjustments mm -hmm. with their um, with their type, right? So we've talked about the statistics. We've talked about the numbers. We know, you know, the pool of qualified black men yep. is just getting smaller and smaller. We can talk about prison system. We can talk about, you know, women out earning men. We can talk about all of the reasons why. That's another conversation for another day. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. As a woman who is married to a non-black man, mm -hmm. What is your, have you all, were you always open to mm -hmm. interracial dating? And what is your advice for a woman, a black woman who really wants to marry a black man, but is feeling like she has to start shifting her expectations or her type? So 
I'm not married to a non-black. Okay, put some put some respect <laughs> on her husband's name. Correct me. Go ahead. Look okay. at that camera and tell yes. him the right thing. So my husband is black and Japanese. Okay, thank okay. you. And Correct me. He grew me. up in Harlem. Okay. So um, he is black. He identifies as, as black. As a black man. Okay. Um, he is a part of black culture, so he is black. Okay. Okay. Um, however, he is interracial. So his parents, right? So his father made a decision to marry his mother. They met military in mm -hmm, Japan, mm -hmm. and that's how they didn't made little Andrew. So, uh, but I will say that I am still a proponent of interracial dating. Okay. I think that. Were you always? I will. That's a good question. Well, my, my bachelor's degree is in history education, and I have a big ass poster of Malcolm X in my house. So I would say that I wasn't. See, that'd be my thing. It's like, ooh. Like, I'm open, <laughs> but blackity black black. Uh -huh. so, so for the woman out there like that, that got mm -hmm. the Malcolm X poster on her wall, mm -hmm. but she's like, ooh, things is looking a little, I might have to reconsider. Right. I would say if, if you want to stick with it, I get it. I get it. However, you may have to give in certain areas and you have to be okay with that. Mm -hmm. Like that's just what it is. So if you're looking statistically, right, and you're um potentially out earning most of the men who are in your race, then you may have to consider that I'm not going to be marrying a man who I'm out earning. And you just have to accept it. But you can't have everything you want in life, period. So if you're going to say I'm only dating black, you can try to level up yourself to then attract the men who are what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. And if that's just not reasonable or realistic or whatever that might look like, then you may have to date or marry someone who doesn't earn as much as you or isn't formally educated. At the end of the day, you got to make a choice. So if, if, if it's like, nah, he got to be black, period, then are you okay with him making 80K over 120? Are you okay with him potentially coming into this relationship with a child? Are you Any of the things and the standards that you've had before, you may have to adjust accordingly. Or you can open up your pool as everyone else is, right? Namely black men, open up your pool and date others. Dating others doesn't mean that's who you're going to marry either. Perhaps I can give you the insight to say, oh, nah, I absolutely must have my black man. So let me do some restructuring on this end so that I can have that relationship. Or it might open your eyes to maybe this can work, but absolutely date outside your race. And then you could decide there. Test it out. Dating is going out for some apps and a drink. Maybe if you're at the adventurous type, you want to go roller skating. It is not you signing your name on the dotted line and changing your last name. So we got to be more reasonable. Go out on the date with a Hispanic guy because it ain't only black and white. Go on a date with a Hispanic guy. Mm -hmm. Go on a date with the Asian guy. Go on the Try something different. And again, it may reinforce what you already knew, which is, nah, I'm good. I must have my black man. Or it may open your eyes to say that maybe I should consider something else. I love that you said that you're going to have to give on something. Mm -hmm. You know, like it might be I really, really like dark skinned men, but here go this high yellow man that mm -hmm. has stolen my heart. It might be I thought I was going to I had to have an entrepreneur, but now I didn't found this corporate guy that I like. You're going to have to be flexible. And I think that is a, you know, I'm interviewing you, you're not interviewing me, but if you would ask me <laughs> what I think is one of the biggest problems, uh -huh. that I think is is one of the biggest problems is not being flexible, not in any area. It's like, no, you got to be X, this, this height, you have to be this race, you have to earn this amount of money, no kids, you got to be living in this city. It's like the number of people who could actually qualify is so small mm -hmm. that you are literally limiting yourself. And now you're wondering why, you know, you mad, sad, lonely and frustrated. Absolutely. And you're putting yourself in a box. Okay. Last thing I need for you to do yes, for the woman who needs to be working with you. Mm -hmm. Okay. I want you to tell her what, it, what is her, what is your girl stop playing advice? So mm -hmm. this is the sentence I want you to complete. 
if you really want a relationship, so mm-hmm. girls stop playing. If you really want a relationship, and then fill in the blank. If you really want a relationship, mm-hmm. girl, stop playing. Yeah, girl, right. stop playing. Right. If you really want, want a relationship, relationship, and then this is what you, you need, need to, to do. do. Aside from hiring Allison, align yes. with Allison.com. Yes. So, if you're really serious about getting into the relationship that you desire, you first need to be clear on what you want, and then you become that thing. So somebody slick is going to say, because I already got it, well, I can't become 6'6", and I can't become chocolatey, and I can't become... Can you become the woman that that man who is the most desirable man imaginable in our community become that, right? So now the competition comes. So it may be hitting the gym. It may be working on the skin. It may be working on your feminine energy and how you present. It may be your fashion. It may be where you go. But first, you need to be clear on exactly what you're looking for and then become that thing or complement to said thing. Girl, stop playing. Girl, stop playing. Look at this camera one more time. Let them know where they can watch the single season. And for the people who need more than just the podcast, like Mm -hmm. they need to be a client, let them know what it is that you actually provide and where they can get it. Yes. So the single season is my podcast that is produced and uh, distributed through Grown Women TV. So you need to go to Grown Women TV on our YouTube or our website in order to watch it and engage. But if you've been YouTubing and it doesn't have to be only me, if you've been on Instagram, it don't have to be me. If you've been journaling and trying to figure out a resolution and we're at two years, three years, four years, five years, seven years plus years, you have to do something different to get a different result. Now, I know that Cole's been plugging me, but it doesn't have to be me but do something different hire somebody like you've hired somebody to do your lashes because you can't do them you hire somebody to clean your house because you ain't got the time for it hire someone who you believe in who's doing the work who's in the trenches who has the testimonials to back up that what they are doing it's a working system a proven system and hire that person and then show up for yourself you got to do something different to get a different result Align with Allison.com. If y'all don't have the Roku app, girl, stop playing. Make sure you grab it so that you can stream all eight of our amazing podcasts. Check us out online at grownwomantv.com and I'll catch you on the next episode. So if you made it this far, I just know you loved that episode. Well, what you did not know is that we recorded it right here in ATL at Elevate Studios. Yes, your girl has her own studio, y'all. And it's not just for me. I'm opening it up for you, too. So if you have a podcast, if you are a vlogger, a YouTuber, or a content creator, and you are looking for a professional studio to record your content or you want to hire me and my team to fully produce your content, make sure you check out the show notes below or log on to elevateagency.com. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.